Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Tuesday Toolbox meeting of adult children of alcoholics in Cobble Hill, Brooklyn. My name is Anne. I'm a Tuesday Toolbox member and an adult child. We're recording our speakers every week because we're hoping others will benefit from hearing these stories from our members. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. Our email address is TuesdayToolboxACA at gmail.com. Also, please take a moment to rate our podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes. It will help others find the podcast. Adult Children of Alcoholics is a 12-step program of recovery for people who grew up in an alcoholic or otherwise dysfunctional home. If you'd like to find a meeting to attend, go to adultchildren.org and click on Meetings. This week we're hearing from Ingrid, who spoke about using affirmations in her recovery. Please enjoy. Hi everyone, I'm Ingrid, adult child, uh, recovering here with you all. Um, yeah, really grateful to be here, grateful for the opportunity to speak. Um, yeah, speaking on Zoom is so different because it's just like the total silence of everybody on mute settles in and then it's just, it's just me. And um, yeah, I, I got my hand up to qualify. I haven't qualified in this meeting in a very long time. And um, as it happens, my four-year anniversary was last week, and um, I find I just find it really valuable to have those kind of time markers to um, just reflect and think about where I've come from and what I've learned and um, things like that. So I, I guess I always find it helpful to hear people's background stories a little bit. So I'll talk about that, and then I'll do a little reading on. Um, praise work and affirmations and talk about that as well. Um, so yeah, I've been here about four years, a little over, and ACA was my very first 12-step program. Um, I, uh, in broad strokes, my, um, my mom is still around. She's uh, an addict. Um, Growing up, that was um, the substance was mostly pot. Um, I'm aware that there were periods of cocaine use. Um, over time, that became alcohol. I'm not. I don't keep tabs on her uh, alcoholism today. Um, she's kind of been in, in and out of AA a couple times due to. Um, like DUI incidents, not exactly by choice, and she didn't stick around. Um, my dad was um, the codependent, hypochondriac, um, emotionally manipulative uh, drug dealer. He was flying the pot. Um, and um, I don't know, I always think like, bad boundaries is like very quaint language to describe <laughs> what I grew up with in terms of, you know, a, a mother who dismissed me at every turn where I was not her, you know, and couldn't accept that I was um, 
a person in another body with my own, um, you know, feelings, needs, and um, path in life. And um, my dad was, took me time, it took me a lot of time in this program to um, reckon with um, what they call like emotional incest and um, my role as his kind of like surrogate wife, girlfriend, therapist, rescuer, and um, just uh, just that I grew up in like a, just like a really inappropriate, unsafe environment. Um, and he's he's deceased. And my older brother, I had one older brother who was also deceased, and um, he was pretty emotionally volatile and. Um, bit of a bully uh, later in life was diagnosed as schizophrenic. My dad was also bipolar, but always um, refused medication. Um, so yeah, so addiction, dysfunction, uh, mental health, uh, unaddressed mental health issues. And um, as far as how that played out for me, I would say in describing all that, it, you know, it was an emotionally chaotic and kind of a minefield of a home. I definitely isolated an enormous amount, um, went into fantasy, had my own hypochondria. Um, one would, one would think there was a lot of fear and I can access the fear sometimes but what I what I feel more aware of in my um, ACA disease is um, how quickly I went into um, thank you denying my feelings stuffing my feelings and um, and, may, and I think also in a drugstore you know like the kind of excitement of being a family with secrets and what if somebody found out about my dad and like, um, and the, I don't know, just sort of like a big inner drugstore around that rather than actually um, having access to what I, you know, what I truly felt. Um, so coming into ACA, I'll say it took me some time. It probably took me about a year to kind of to settle down. I've heard people say that, you know, you hear a thing, one hears things like it gets worse before it gets better. And, um, and I heard someone share one time that like, of course it was painful to be here because um, they were re-experiencing the PTSD they had grown up with. Or, or I think maybe in my case, experiencing it for the first time because I had um, uh, I, I didn't have access to those feelings. Um, and so I think it took me, it took me time. I'm really grateful for that time to sort of start to understand the language, what this program is about. Um, I had, it took me time to really focus on my family and kind of family of origin and core mm -hmm. issues and not focus quite so much on um, other people. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, and like everyone else, I identify with the traits top to bottom and the flip side, like fear of authority and becoming an authority figure, um, rescuing people as a form of love, and also wanting to be rescued. Um, and 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 then I don't know. I guess this is sort of like a hard transition. <laughs> In terms of my uh, line of thinking, but it's it's really interesting now for me to reflect on the tools and to try and think about just one tool, um, because I'm someone who, you know, I'm sort of proud. I'm proud to say I have a lot of tools, and. And they include, you know, all of it. I've worked the steps. I have a sponsee now. I still talk to my step partner regularly. Um, that's become like a really like beautiful friendship in my life. Um, I do service and meetings. I do service at the intergroup level. I do prayer and meditation. I do inner child work. Like, um, Probably, you know, I go to, I think I go to two to five meetings in the uh, Zoom era per week. Um, sometimes I like to think about like, uh, what feel like unofficial tools, like having pets <laughs> and um, I don't know, EMDR or somatic experiencing and stuff like that. And so, and I say that and I realize like, I don't say that to brag, I say that because my recovery and my healing process is contingent on um, having a full arsenal of tools. And, and I've even shifted a little bit, I've shifted a little bit in the language I use around that is that like, I don't use those tools because I need them. I use them because I love them. Hmm. And I love, you know, I love being here. And uh, it sort of, it feels hard for me to say, but I use them as I'm learning to love myself. And uh, that's really the, the core gift of this program. Um, so what I wanted to talk about tonight. Five minutes. Thank you, is praise work. Because I think, I was sort of thinking like this is a tool um, I'd like to reboot a little bit. And, and also because I think Part of how I reflect on my recovery is like thinking about the things that um, I was most, you know, uh, re resistant to or um, non-comprehending when I first started ACA have become some of the most important tools for me, like self-parenting and inner child work and um, having a higher power. And I sort of think of praise work you know, it's like kind of a hokey, humble tool, and it's and it's so meaningful. So I'm just going to read from page 187 
Um, most adult in the Big Red Book, most adult children constantly seek affirmation, but do not truly believe compliments and praise when they come. In this step four exercise, we are introducing the practice of praising or affirming ourselves. Most adult children have a praise deficit, which can never be solved by an outside source. Before recovery, we tended to operate with closed feelings and dismissed any affirmation coming our way from others, or we manipulated others into praising us while we still felt inadequate and inferior. The affirmation work here is more involved in self-esteem work, which tends to be topical in nature in addressing mannerisms, attitudes, and dress. With praise work, we go further inside and confront ourselves about pushing away compliments and sincere attempts by others to affirm us. Because we shut out our parents when we were children, we tend to shut out people as adults. If we were not affirmed or praised as children, we are typically uncomfortable with praise as adults. Ignoring praise or failing to see our accomplishments as adults can help disqualify us from loving relationships. And um, I know I'm sort of running out of time already, so I'll just skip to like the next page where they list 25 assets um, and invite us to do our own affirmations around them. Like I am strong, I'm humorous, I'm sensitive, willing, intelligent, compassionate, courteous, talented, honest, organized, spontaneous, creative, loving, a listener, spiritual, trustworthy, tenacious, judicious, accepting, modest, prompt, kind, hardworking, a friend, and an ACA member. And, um, and I sort of say all that because I feel that my, like, you know, core defectiveness was such that um, all of those things, you know, they're a description, as they say, they're a description, not an indictment. And I definitely came into this program where like, just being visible was an indictment. Like someone could say to me, you have blue eyes. And I'd be like, what did I do wrong? And, um, and it, I just think there's like tremendous recovery and spiritual work in doing these kind of hokey things, <laughs> whether they're the ones provided by the program, whether I pick them up from a YouTube video or whether I do them um, with some uh, ACA adjacent literature, they've really guided me in understanding um, the depths of my praise deficit, the depths of um, beliefs that I internalized about myself that are not true. And, you know, standing in front of the mirror and just saying, I'm glad you're here. Um, or I'm glad you're gay. Um, really simple statements like that, they also helped me know um, that the inner kid was real because I could really feel um, the hunger around um, receiving that kind of unconditional attention. So I guess in a way, I don't know my time, I think that's 
kind of it. I just wanted to put in a plug for that tool, which um, I think it's reiterated in chapter eight of just being with yourself. What was that time? Um, maybe being in a mirror and allowing myself to be guided to um, praise and affirm myself and how much value there is in doing that. So that's my time. Um, really grateful to be here. I hope you all got something out of it, just as I've gotten so much from you.